nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, a podcast where reviews movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 605, and it is your review of Shame, Steve McQueen's Shame. Shame. Not, shame. Yeah. Shame. 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 Not to be confused with Ingmar Bergman's Shame, we're talking about Steve McQueen's Shame today. Or Game of Thrones Shame. Yeah. There's a lot of shames. There's a lot of shame. Yeah. There's also Shameless. Indeed. As always, it is the Energy County here to host the show online for our wonderful co-host Brad Young Yoda. What's up, up, everybody? And don't forget Shaniacs. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, bright, not bright. I'm sorry. Nice and early for our patrons at the beautiful hour of 10:24 Central Standard Time and 8:24 uh, Pacific Time for for Brad. Um, I have work in the morning and I definitely should be getting ready for bed right now, but we're going to go ahead and do this nice episode for you all. But of sucks, course, sucks, sucks to suck. Yeah. Uh, well, Brad's like, Hey, I'm not going to be doing it. I'm not going to be available tomorrow. So like, fuck it. We're going to do this real quick. Indeed. So it's can get put off for Saturday, but this episode should be out by Saturday. So yeah. Uh, as always, um, but it's early and live for patrons at the $1 tier at patreon.com slash nerdcore. You can go ahead and check that out for early access to these episodes of the Nerdcore. And they're live and you can interact with us. Plus, I know, I of course, I know that some of y'all won't be able to interact with us right now because it is really late. So fully understandable. Fully understandable. But uh, before we get, in, get into the episode, Brad, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right, Ro. So nothing, nothing much to say. Nothing to report. No, another another day, another another set of insecure to people, insecure people to manage. <laughs> Brad, we're not on page. Well, we are live on Patreon early, Brad, but we're not on Patreon. I don't care. <laughs> they know it. I know it. They know I know it. Brad's like <laughs> they don't even know how to operate a fucking Zoom meeting. You think they're gonna be able to find this podcast? <laughs> <sighs> Brad, you can tell Brad's had a hard week when he's was drinking wine yesterday, and today now he's drinking beer on the show. Nah, actually, it's cider. So, well, pineapple, okay. pineapple cider. I don't know. I picked up for Brenda. She nice. likes the shit. He goes, Brad's just like, I'm getting fucking tired of this. The good thing is that today's your Friday, right? Yeah, today's Friday. Oh, so that's why you're up late. You're like, yeah, yeah. I can go to I can go to bed a little late tonight. Yeah. I can watch it so good at night. I don't know. Brad's like, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Brad's in a fuck it type of mood this fuck week, it. huh? <laughs> it's one of it's been one of those days. Just one of those days. Days when you don't want to wake up. <laughs> oh my god, man. Well, I just went to work today, Brad. That's all I had to. What's it called? Um, um report back. And sadly, I uh definitely had one of those days too. I didn't I didn't get I didn't get the job I interviewed for, so uh, 
they I'm wasn't sorry, a, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's back to the drawing board. And then we, and then of course we were told the terrible, terrible news that Bray Wyatt passed away today. And it's not been a good day. It's not been a good day. It has not been a good day, man. So, yeah, it's rough out there, y'all. I, I am just, glad I, I am glad I bought one of his shirts when I did, though. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you might want to buy buy another one now, Brad. But all the proceeds from the from the merch and stuff will be given to his family, oh, to his wife oh, and shit. kids. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had some money to to throw down on that, but I'm about to pay rent next week. But yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that's really good that they're doing that for him and for his family, for the family, because he's leaving like four kids, bro. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it's just, it's a shock. What a shock, man. When 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 I got the news, I was like, what? There's not fucking possible. And then I went ahead and I looked at WWE's account. And they're like, yep, it's true. Life is so fragile, man. Yeah. Life is so fragile. But uh, of course, today we're going to be talking about shame. Imagine if I had to, what's it called, cut to a fucking ad on that. Huh? Uh, today we're going to be talking about shame. And um, yeah, we're just continuing on with just a bunch of movies that we want, just stuff that we want to get to. So we're just, we're just fucking around until we get to next month, bro. That's all we're doing here. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, and um, yeah, and um, I, I promise y'all, I didn't, what's it called, uh, I didn't want to pick the two erotic movies. What's it called? I just happened to pick two erotic movies this month. Um, and this one was a lot more erotic than the last one. So uh, way more, way more erotic than the last one. But uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's a little bit. Didn't get into this, Brad. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'll, I'll get off this. Just see in the store. Yeah. Oh, it's all good, man. I still got to, I got, I got to let them know that this is their one. This is, uh, if they haven't watched, uh, if you haven't watched Shame, you want to get out of here. Once again, this is Steve McQueen's Shame, released in 2011. Not that Steve McQueen, if you're thinking of that Steve McQueen like I thought of that Steve McQueen. No, no, no. I'm talking about direct, British director Steve McQueen. Yeah, not Sir. the not the actor that raced cars. No, I'm so sorry, y'all. Sir Steve Rodney McQueen, bro. That is Sir Steve Rodney McQueen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you haven't watched that movie, go ahead and get out of here if you care about spoilers. But if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the film, Go ahead and stay. Either way, how it goes, this is your one and only spoiler warning. And it is, in effect, in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Yo, I can hear it now. Yes. Damn. Shame. Shame. Is a 2011, Shame. 2011 British erotic psychological drama film set in New York, directed by Steve McQueen. Co-direct, co-written by Steve McQueen and Abby Morgan, and starring Michael Fassbender and Carrie Mulligan as grown siblings. It was co-produced by Film Four and Seesaw Films. The film's explicit scenes reflecting the protagonist's sexual addiction resulted in a rating of NC-17 in the United States. You don't fucking say. Shame was released in the United Kingdom on January 13, 2012. It received generally positive reviews with praise for Fassbender's and Mulligan's performances, realistic depiction of sexual addiction, and direction. Uh, cinematography is done by Sean Bobbitt, who has also done a lot of the films from Steve McQueen, including Hunger, 12 Years a Slave, and Widows. It's edited by Joel Walker, who also has edited a couple of films from uh, from Sir, Sir Steve McQueen. Music is done by Harry Escott. And it sits at 
an hour and 51 minutes? Ooh. No, no, 41 minutes. I'm sorry. An hour and 41 minutes. And on a budget of $6.5 million, Brad, this made $20.4 million at the box office. Fucking For NC-17, that's kind of... That is crazy. That's kind of incredible. Did this get That's actually incredible, actually. Bro, what? Does this did this get a fucking this is gonna like a theatrical release and shit? It says this film explicit scenes reflecting the protagonist's sexual edition resulted in rating NC seventeen in the United States. Yeah. Uh, I don't even it, was it released in the US? It just says the UK. Shame was released in the UK of 20th, January 12th after the limited release screening in the US that commenced on December 2nd, 2011. Fox Searchlight Pictures paid around $400,000 to acquire the United States distribution rights of Shame. So this thing didn't really get a wide release. No. Either. Bro, that's fucking wild. So is this also home video release numbers? Released on Blu-ray and DVD in April 2012. Mm. That is nuts, bro. Hey. Congrats to them, bro, for an NC-17 movie to make that much. Yeah, that's pretty um, impressive. That's really impressive, man. Mm-hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> what um, what are your Brad, what are your initial thoughts on uh, Shame? There's so much penis. <laughs> <laughs> this man likes to make me watch movies with so much penis. And, you know, first time I've seen one. Uh, Actually, no, no, we actually no, because previously we saw one peeing on something. He was peeing on a clock radio. Yeah. Although that might have been my choice, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna walk that one back. You also uh, played a video game where you were choosing to just pee the whole time. This, this is true. <laughs> was I drunk? I might have been drunk. Um, honestly, pretty good movie. Honestly, like pretty uh yeah cinematography wise visual wise even story wise i um music was pretty good the only issue i had with this is it did have um it did start to lag for me a little bit about the time they had his sister singing and that that fucking singing scene was a whole like five to 10 minutes and it just it lagged right there for me and it it never quite recovered like it it was still good in places but it had that issue right there yeah um also that it was pretty good to me damn bro you didn't tell me this shit that shit said there will be blood review in progress bro not shame but what the fuck am i (laughs) I'm not reading down there. You asked me a question. I'm reading the Wikipedia. Damn. Well, um, so I had long been recommended this film for a while. A lot of people who know me know how what my tastes lie in and where what I'm incredibly uh, interested when it comes to film and what you know. Let's be honest. If I do my batch, if I do my masters, I think some, I think my thesis is probably going to be on the erotic. Erotic thriller. Yeah, and the decline of the erotic thriller in the United States, but um, you know, the decline of the erotic thriller in the rise of Christianity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A thesis by Raul Alejandro Mendoza. <laughs> That's yeah. how that goes. Yeah, but um, 
yeah, I was recommended this movie. And they were like, dude, it's so good that like you know this it's depiction of sex addiction is so good. Which to be honest, man, I I, I think this movie is to say that it's about sex addiction is real. Sex addiction is is kind of surface mm-hmm. level to me. That's yeah, because there's more trauma built into this. Yeah, a yeah. lot more that weird. Some of it we're not given the whole information, but you can definitely tell there's. Yeah, some uh, some trauma underneath everything that's causing this. Yeah, um, but I thought this movie was incredible. Um, I was locked in from the beginning that we started this film, and we go to his like his work, and we see that he like he's with his friends, and they're all trying to like what's it called um, uh, go and pick up girls, and they're all just kind of like failing at it, and he he's the one who's I just like, say his his boss was a total fucking nerd. <laughs> but like you can see that like we when we're we're, we're introduced to fucking michael fassbender's character who is incredible in this film and you just we see like okay he likes to fuck prostitutes he watches pornography at work lots lots of porn at work um a lot that got his what's it called a computer um a virus. virus um he masturbates multiple times a day Got a shit ton of porn at home. Or yeah, did. a lot of sex toys and a lot of stuff, and it all just like and we're introduced to his character, and we're all just like kind of on this journey of this man who is like hiding so much about himself, and he's so afraid of being vulnerable about what is causing him all this pain, because he's like deep down, and I know that it's just it's it's in the title. It's like he's ashamed. He's, he has so much shame about what what he, of who he is. Yeah. And it- goes i i mean it goes pretty deep it it shows how it affects his whole family life where he pushes most people away it shows how he can't have a relationship his longest relationship was apparently four months which if anyone knows it's not very long not, at all not very long yeah that's um, a middle school relationship bro i mean I that's mean, a the, high school relationship yeah if that uh the dating aspect he tries is very awkward and um he has issues although the cocaine probably didn't help in that matter <laughs> yeah why my dick broke probably because all the blow yeah yeah <laughs> maybe, but- maybe it's not all the sex addiction maybe it's also the drug addiction caused by the sex addiction <laughs> and then um and then like his you know in a film that is like mostly concentrating on michael fassbender Carrie Mulligan's character is so interesting too. Because like it's just the 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 just how those two characters, you know, how how they interact is just it's so anxiety ridden or anxiety causing. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, is so much tension in this. There has to be more to this because this dude can't just be mad at his sister, just be mad at his sister. I mean, she's got her issues too. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, this man is totally like he can barely stand being in the same room with her. Yeah, and you can tell that like, they're hiding something. Like something's there that they don't want to talk about. She has like wounds on her on her. She has self-inflicted wounds on her on her on her arms. Well, and and she, shit. she tried to. I, I mean, the the first time you meet her, she's got a hospital bandage or hospital. Uh, arm bracelet yeah and um yeah and she you know there's that moment with the train where he pulls her back and then there's there's 
the the ending of this when she tries again to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's you know, he's not the only one with some of these issues. And um I think a lot of it's some past childhood trauma, honestly. Yeah. And and like I, I was I was saying as well, like just the cinematography is incredible, Brad. My God, some of these angles that he's taking in the way he, and also just the way that he kind of like colors the film as well. And it looks very like bleak. It looks like mm-hmm. like like I feel drained just watching this and seeing the world that his character is inhabiting. Yeah, I, I mean, and you look at his apartment, like there's nothing on the walls. It's very yeah. minimalistic and he doesn't have there's nothing really that says anything on who he is. He's like he's 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 blank. And that's really what you get through this film is he he's blank because he doesn't want to show the world who he is. Yeah. I found something here Brad that I I want to read. It's from from somebody's uh Medium account and they wrote Brandon's gaze on this woman is incredibly ambiguous when she's talking about um about the woman in the in the in the train station. The young woman gets up, she's about to leave, and he, she doesn't take his eyes off of her until the end of the film. He's certainly hesitant, as we are when we watch the scene, and it makes us understand that every decision can have huge consequences. In the two sequels, I imagine one would be bad. Brandon would follow the young woman, certainly have sex with her, and go on with his life as if nothing had happened. The first and the last sequence would be a loop, and that would be no there would be no there would be no way out. As if I had been, as it had all been for nothing. In the other sequence, I imagine Brandon would remain seated. The young woman would be disappointed, but Brandon would be starting a new chapter in his life. He would have a lot of work to do on himself, but he would eventually heal. It's double or nothing. I want it to be the second version, but would Brandon be able to move on? I, I feel like at the ending, it was calling for this that second version, especially since it was a very zoom in to that wedding ring on yeah. her finger. And then he, I, I mean, you get to see this twice in the film. In the beginning, he literally can't help himself. He gets up and he stands close to her and puts his hand under hers as they're grabbing the railing. And then he tries to follow her yeah. and loses her in the crowd. And then the second version, it's basically, yeah, he's staring at her. But at the same time, it's almost like disgust. Like, yeah. Like he, he doesn't want to do that anymore. Well, there's such an interesting uh, way to approach film theory in the Freudian sense where people say, like, you know, to heal the trauma, you must uh, confront the trauma. And it kind of happens when his uh, his sister opens the laptop, well, gets home and sees him jacking off. And then he kind of gets on her, like, all primalistic, bread, animalistic, and tries to, like, you know, like, like screaming at her and his towel's coming off and shit. And then she like opens the laptop and sees that he has like a webcam girl ordered. And so then he like grabs all these things that like gets all his poor and all of his sex he toys. He just throws it out. Throws it out. So I would imagine because like in that sense, like either two things can happen. Brandon would end up killing himself because of all the shame or Brandon would go towards this path of, of, uh, you know, fixing himself. And well, I would and like I, to I, think that that ending is him. He's fixing himself. Yeah, and I, I think, I think you get that path where he would go, where he would kill himself is kind of altered because of his sister. 
and how he has gone through this with her and he's sitting there and you know i think he's making amends with who she is along with who he is yeah especially because she says like we're from broken places we're not bad people we're just yeah we're we're we came from a really broken place and and i and i think that I, and i like the fact that steve mcqueen leaves it so open-ended like that and i'm glad he doesn't give us that much um that much information because we're just left to dissect what's happening right yeah because like my god that those final 15 minutes where he's having the threesome and he's going into the gay bar like it's the most animalistic he's ever acted in this whole film and he's and you can tell like when he's with the women, he tries to be this rough person who can, what's it called? Um, who's like supposed to like be this man that he's, he's imagining himself to be. And when he goes into the gay bar, he's like letting himself be taken by these men. And he's like allowing himself to be, what's it called? Um, to be, to be the, uh, the receiver instead. And he gets to be a little more vulnerable and he gets to be a little more sensual. But from right from that, he gets out and goes straight to a threesome. Yeah. Because he's women. ashamed. He's yeah. ashamed. He's ashamed. He's ashamed that he's ashamed that he he confronts the fact that he likes men. Like 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 a part of me when I got to that point, Brad, I thought that the whole thing was like, oh, he's he's ashamed of being gay. That's why he, mm -hmm. he has so much sex is because he doesn't want to, you know, what's it called, be comfortable with the fact that he's gay. But then he goes to have that threesome, and I'm like, no, I think it's a like it's an amalgamation of a lot of different things. Yeah, like he's he's ashamed I, like. It's, well, it's definitely a sex addiction thrown in there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, and I honestly, and I think a lot of that has, he was trying to get into that one club and they were like, not today, bro. <laughs> we know you in here a lot. Yeah. And so I think that's why I went over the, the other club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and like we kind of agreed off air. We were like, I think he's also kind of harboring sexual feelings for his sister. That, I I mean you don't you don't interact with so much anger towards someone like that unless there is tension caused by something. Well, his anger that she slept with his with his boss. Yeah. And then when she tries to get in bed with him, he's like really angry and trying to get the fuck yeah. out of his room. And and you know I can kind of get the boss thing like, you know that makes life really difficult if shit goes sideways for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, the the when she comes in and she's like, "I'm cold," and she like tries to cuddle, and he's just like, "No." So that's what that in my mind, there's there's like some past trauma there where, with him and his sister, that he doesn't really confront until she's laying in that hospital bed. Yeah, but God, man, what a great movie that Steve McQueen crafts here, man. It's it's definitely up there, but one of my favorites from him. Um, I still. I still think that Widows is my favorite movie he's made. I haven't watched all of the Small Axe films, but I did watch Mangrove, and I thought Mangrove was fucking beautiful. It was great. So just, just another one of those movies is near perfect to me. I agree with you, Brad. I think that the second act is a little draggy. I, think I, I mean, the, the, yeah, the first act is good until you get to her singing part, and it just is way too long in that one one single part and then the rest of it kind of ends up dragging behind it yeah it's not horrible but it, it's definitely that one scene kind of throws off the momentum they had from the beginning yeah oh man brad but what are your uh you have anything left before you go into the into the uh final verdict um 
I'm trying to figure out how many times I saw this man's penis. It had to be up there like seven or eight. <laughs> so I think I think I think we're gonna get eight uh eight dick pics out of ten. <laughs> this is near perfect to me, man. I think I'm honestly gonna you know what? I think this 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 is pretty much the same score I'm gonna give fucking uh there will be blood. This is a fucking nine point seventy five out of ten. This is one of my favorite movies of all time, man. This is dude, I fucking I'm love not this movie. I'm not agreeing with that. Uh, this is your cup of tea. This is not my cup of tea. Like, There Will Be Blood is fucking perfect in my eyes. And this, again, it has that whole fucking scene where it's just slow. And then it lags the whole way behind. This is not near perfect That's my one gripe in this movie. Yeah, That's You can't call movie. There Will Be Blood perfect. I mean, like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I'm sorry, man. Hey, mm. it's just my opinion, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's just my opinion, man. I mean, I mean. Don't argue with me. Argue with your mama. I don't need to argue with my mama. I just, I, I, I feel like if I just threw porn up there, you'd be like ten out of ten on that. <laughs> Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> Fuck you, Brad. You know damn well that I wouldn't say that shit. Yeah, I know. You know damn well I wouldn't say that shit. I hate when people fucking assume that about me because they missed the whole fucking point yeah, of what I. No. Actually, what I, this, this is actually a very well done movie. I don't think it's perfect though. Well, Brad, that concludes our review of Shame. And as always, you can keep up to date with us on all things social media by following us at thenerdcore.com, Twitter at thenerdcore, underscore so Instagram at thenerdcore, patreon.com slash thenerdcore. For $1 a month, you can get these episodes live and early, and you can interact with us before they go public to the rest of the people in the internet. Our Discord link is in the description below, so that way you can talk with us about why you think Brad is being an asshole right now. It's been a week. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take it out on me. I got, I gotta take it out on someone. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Brad. Oh man, but um, yeah. Uh, make sure you also comment on the YouTube video. Tell us about how Brad's being an asshole and what you think about this movie, because we would like to hear all about it. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and click that notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. And if you're on the podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Go ahead and leave a five-star review on that because we would appreciate it very much. And, of course, this episode in this show is brought to you by our patrons because they're wonderful people and they make this possible. And, as always, the the, the wonderful producer, Shane, where can they find him, Brad? You follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thrifted.il or go buy something from the Seppi God at prisoncityvintage.com. Almost near-perfect final read of all that shit. It's funny because when it's this, when I'm this, when I'm most awake is when I can when I fuck up all the time and when I'm not awake when and I'm half like asleep sleeping, it just it just comes naturally like it just comes naturally. I think I I might be practicing it while I'm asleep, Brad. Like Could I'm just be. like you can find us on Twitter. This is what miracle. All right, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, Brad, we will see them all for our Ahsoka review on hopefully Saturday night. Hopefully, right? I'm crossing my fingers because I am doing a media conference this weekend for Houston Media Conference, and, you know, I'm, I'm coming down here to, to see that. But, um, yeah, we're gonna, we'll see what we can do, with, and we'll see what's up. But, uh, of course, we'll be back next week for some more reviews, and we're going to be talking about David Fincher's The Game there's another director we have yet to do Time a to fucking, play the game. Sorry. You know, another director that we have yet to do a uh, review a review month for. Um, yeah, what the also, fuck? 
Also, y'all, I promise uh, Oppenheimer review, Talk to Me review, Blue Beetle review, those are all coming soon. Luis has been without internet for like a week, so I haven't even been able to sit down and review with him these these titles. So, yeah. Well, he moved to a new house. Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't have any, what's it called, uh, internet at his new house. But, yeah. With that said, we will catch you all uh, in the next one. But for now, Brad, go ahead and send these wonderful people out. All right, our own thing, been hosts as always. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our patron supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, no one joined us in chat today. We were a little late, our bad. Yeah. But thank you to all those who do join us in chat. Um, leave a message, like, subscribe. We appreciate you. And uh, to end this episode, um... always pee after six. Mm-hmm. I, I, after I having mean... protected six. I mean, did he have protected sex? I was hoping, bro. I'm hoping he did. I don't know, bro. You know what? I need a sequel where we find out how many STDs that man had. Um, if it if it burns when you pee, go see a doctor. Young Yoda out. Penicillin.